Her. The podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 252 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her age. Huh. Age? Age in the time of COVID. Oh, what a great episode this one's going to be. <laughs> Just know that it's made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. Okie doke. Now, here's your first official reminder to click on iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because I love to hear from you. Why? Well, because your feedback is golden. That's why. So, that's your first official reminder. I'll be doing this again a little later on. All right, it's time for her. So, of course, I'm reading my Wall Street Journal, which is the first thing I read every morning. I think it's just about the only thing nowadays that I read because everything else is just a little too scary. So, there's Wall Street Journal, and a headline just absolutely gets me. It just grabs me, and it is, Who are you calling elderly? I went, Oh, an age thing. What's that about? And of course, it's all about COVID-19. So one of my favorite people to read in the Wall Street Journal is Kathleen Hughes. And she is an extremely talented writer. And I like her for so many reasons. Uh, Little hint here, she's also a triathlete. We'll get to that in a second. So I'm reading this article and I'm rolling on the floor. I'm laughing so hard, you know, because what it really said was, well, all right, now we have these COVID guidelines that have come out. I'm a physician. I read them. And the first thing that caught my eye was, all right, if you're elderly, you know, really take care now because this COVID's gunning for you, you know, if you're elderly. And they just kept saying, elderly. And I thought, what in the hell is elderly? So I look it up. And at first, you know, they were saying, well, 60 and over. I said, now, whoa, now, now just hold it there. What do you mean 60 and over? I'm thinking to myself like 85 at least. I mean, you know, you can kind of qual for elderly at 85. 60, how dare you? And so for all of us who are just a little north of 60, you know, uh, we're all just sitting straight up saying, now, now just hold your horses here. Elderly? You know, I've never seen that word associated with that. Then I thought, well, wait a minute, I'm a doctor too. Is there a little science behind this? I mean, are they proving to me that just an age, a biological, you know, a, a chronological age is is really where it's at in terms of the immune system. Then I looked it up, and I'm not going to say another word for a minute because I want to introduce all of you to Kathleen Hughes. Now, Kathleen is the author of that fabulous article. She was a former staff reporter for the Wall Street Journal in New York and Los Angeles bureaus. She's freelanced for many years, mostly for the Wall Street Journal's Encore section, but also for the Wall Street Journal's Page One, which, of course, the first thing I read. 
And she's also written for New York Times, Los Angeles Times, and Vogue. She lives in L.A. She's done 40 triathlons in the last seven years. I'm exhausted. And qualified for the ITU Multisport Championships in the Netherlands this fall. Kathleen, welcome to the Her Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Your article was the best. Why don't you just sort of dive into a little bit about what it was about, especially with regard to your darling children? Well, I was in New York, and I was heading to a comedy club when my daughter texted me and said, you can't go, you're elderly. And then she, a few minutes went by, and she texted again and said, that means 60. And the recommendation to stay home had, was, had just started, but I was very startled by that. And I, you know, stood in our apartment for a few minutes and then I thought, you know, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't go. Um, and I took off my coat and sat down on the couch, but was left thinking, wait, am I elderly? And was also struck by the fact that she's 26 and she was on her way to a movie with a friend and didn't seem to have any cares in the world. Now, that was early March, and, of course, things changed gradually but steadily after that. Uh, you know, eventually we, we both were committed to staying home. But at that time, in early March, there was just a huge age division among those who... It, what, what was really happening is that boomers were finding that their millennial children were suddenly panicked and worried about them and were telling them they were at risk and suddenly becoming the parents saying, you need to stay home. I love it. So all of a sudden, there are other people out there experiencing the same thing. Didn't you recall that, you know, in the article? Well, I started checking in with my friends. I mean, I did stay home that night, and I had already, you know, I just, I had purchased tickets to a comedy club in Tribeca, and I just, you know, didn't show up. But then I just started researching it, because I thought, wait, is this really true? And as I went through the CDC website, you know, I did start finding that people 60 and up were more vulnerable, although there are so many things that aren't clear. I thought, wait, is it just people with underlying conditions? You know, I, I, have, I have done 40 triathlons, and I, you know, have been planning to go to Worlds, although I don't know whether that's still going to happen. It's, you know, in September in the Netherlands. And, of course, everybody's workout routines has now changed dramatically. But what happened is the CDC didn't actually use the word elderly. But what happened is that news reports immediately started making that association, saying the elderly need to stay home, that's 60 and up. So suddenly 60 became elderly. And many of those, many of us who hadn't considered ourselves elderly at all were suddenly shocked. <laughs> and and we're, we're sitting back and saying, wait a minute, who are you calling elderly and what is elderly and and how do you do that? So I started uh, having some fun looking at the Urban Dictionary and and trying to see how some of these little smart-ass millennials and others, you know, define a lot of this. And it, it's interesting. It's kind of all over the map. Old age is a shifting scale. When you are 10, 30 is old. When you reach 30, 50 seems old. When you reach 50, 70 seems old, and so on. So there's a shifting scale. And then there's another definition, 
anyone who's 20 years older than you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that means if you're 20, then it's someone who's 40. I, I, I love to look at all of this. I think there was a, a recent national survey on who do you consider to be elder? What What is an age for elderly? And I think the number was 57. Okay, I take great exception to that, but there you have it. So, you know, when you were doing the article, Kathleen, were you kind of like going through a little bit of a of a new narrative in your brain about your own age? I, I was. And for one thing, you know, I've done all those triathlons, but I have arthritis in my knees. And the reason I was in New York was I just had PRP or, you know, plasma infusion in my knees to help with the arthritis so I could continue. So I was registering that I was definitely <laughs> showing, you know, signs of age and I had to consider, I'd already switched from triathlon to aquabike, which takes out the the running segment of a triathlon. So what I'm competing in now is, is the swim and the bike part. But I did suddenly question, wait, when, is there an official definition of elderly? And when you look in the dictionary, elderly just refers to older. And so I started calling gerontologists and found that they don't have an absolute definition of elderly. And in fact, elderly is, is, has is considered to have really negative connotations. It's a word that they try to avoid using in academic papers. I talked to a really interesting gerontologist, Thomas Cole, who wrote Old Man Country, My Search for Meaning Among the Elders. And he said if you use the word elderly in an academic paper it, in submitting to the American Geriatric Society, they will they will edit out that word and substitute older. And he was saying it's really, you know, we're living in many ways in an ageist society where elderly has negative connotations. Being older has negative connotations very unfairly. So there's a lot of that interpretation around the use of the word elderly. But Hmm. with COVID-19, people are, I still see it in the news all the time. The rapid association of 60 being elderly has, I don't see as often, but politicians are still using that word. Yeah, you know, I find that really quite fascinating. One of my dear friends is Ashton Applewhite. I don't know if you've ever seen her uh, TEDx in Vancouver. It's Uh really worth it. She is an ageism activist and really, really smart lady. And um, she herself, I think she's like 67 or something right now. And um, I sent her uh, your article and she loved it. Is she's constantly uh, posting her? The name of her book is "This Chair Rocks" instead of a rocking chair. This chair rocks, and so she's got a real, you know, kind of a fun, edgy attitude about what this is all about. And you know, I I belong to the the Senior Olympics, the National Senior Games, and I'm on their uh, board. I also compete as a triathlete. And here's what's fascinating. Uh, We did a study that was published in the New York Times. I published this with Gretchen Reynolds, 
for her phys ed column. And with the American College of Sports Medicine, I'm on their board. What we decided to do was to to do a study. And the study was done with Ulrich Wisloff from Norway. He has a huge exercise lab there. And he has something which is really quite interesting. And you should definitely plug into this one because you love it yourself, Kathleen. It's called the Fitness Age. If you could just Google it, anybody could do this. It take It's free. It's an online and it actually helps science because we're gathering data from this. But you at the same time get input. The whole thing takes like, you know, five minutes if it's that long. And you just do certain little measurements like your waist size and add some biometrics and this and that. And, and what spits out is your actual fitness age, not your chronological age, your fitness age. And so what we found was that the average age of the senior Olympian, which in order to join the National Senior Games, you have to be 50 and over. So anyone under can't. So 50 and over. The average age is 68. The average fitness age is 25 years younger. Wow. Yeah. You, you shave off a quarter of a century. And it makes all the sense in the world. So when you look at many of these people, there's a lot of crossover with masters, you know, so you have 55-year-old, like, master's track and field, master's swim, whatever. But then you've got tons of other people in there, too, just, you know, triathletes and runners just having fun and, and doing their thing, and, and cyclists as well. So, you know, I argue that it's, it's more biologic age, not chronologic age, that someone like yourself, Kathleen, you know, your fitness age is much less you know, than your chronological age because you've taken really good care of yourself. I've seen pictures of you. You're lean and mean and, you know, you, you clearly have done your homework and you're staying in, in extremely good shape with, with, I assume, you know, mentally and physically and otherwise. And I think that we need to start looking at that. Now, sadly, the majority of people who are, you know, 60 years and older are not in that kind of shape. And I think that's why there's a lot of generalizing about this. And is their immune function less optimal than someone like you, Kathleen? The answer is absolutely. Because the more physical fitness you have, the better the sleep, the, the better the stress management and all the rest of it. We already know for a fact that it keeps down levels of what we call cytokines. You probably read about the cytokine storm that takes place with COVID. You yeah. can actually modulate by being able to maintain these, these simple or straightforward and regular lifestyle habits. You can modulate that immune response. And so that's, that's a wonderful thing to know. And, and clearly, if you try to minimize or eliminate comorbidities, meaning other things wrong with you. So if you're currently 50 pounds overweight, you know, obese basically and diabetic, now's a really nifty time to start taking steps to turn that around and to at least correct the blood glucose. But you see so much of that in people who are 60 and over. That's just one little example. Hypertension's another one. Some level of coronary vascular disease is another one. So it goes on and on. So it's those comorbidities that really make this a, a wild and crazy time. Does that make sense, Kathleen? Yes. I mean, one of the things that I found fascinating about 
being a triathlete over 50 is that the, you know, I'd, I had started doing triathlons in my 40s and really wanted to be top 10 and just couldn't get there. And then had some injuries and quit doing triathlon. I went back to it in my late 50s. I was 58 when I started doing triathlons again. And what I discovered is there's so few people in my age, so few women in my age division that I could, all of a sudden, I could wind up on the podium in almost every race. Not because I was so fast, because I'm not, but because sometimes there were only you know, one, two, three other people. And so I, you know, I would, I would get to podium, which made it really fun. But I was left thinking, of course, at at the national championships, there would be 80 people in my age division. So that was a real comeuppance. But I, I was left, I've always wondered why more women in my age division don't show up for the competitions, because it's such a great opportunity to race I mean, I really, I mean, I, I, I find it fun to be on the podium and my age helps me get there at this point. Well, you know, you bring up a really interesting point because I've thought about this a lot too. It happened to me. I read your beautiful blog on your website, which is KathleenHughes.com. And it was that whole, you know, what goes on after the age of 50 when you're doing triathlon. And I, there's more men by the way, who show up for triathlon than women. Right. Okay. At, at that age group. Um, I don't know if you found the same thing, but I, I actually looked at the statistics and sure yeah, and form. Most of the age in most of the age groups. Yeah. No question about it. Outnumber yeah. women. So one day I was uh, doing a qualification, you know, for the senior Olympics, it's every other year. So one year's a qual year and the next year is the, you know, it's a competition. And I was doing my qualification, one of them, and it was like, you know, at oh, dark hundred, you know, you're, you're setting everything up and it's, it's like freaking six in the morning before you hit the water and, and all the rest of it. And, you know, so I did my thing and uh, here's, here's the part, I don't know if this ever happened to you. It's hysterical. You know, when you put your age, you know, your age is marked for people who are, who don't do triathlon, you actually have a black marker that is used to put your number, your actual number. So if you're like number 108 or something in the triathlon, it's, it's plastered over near your triceps, you know, up on your upper arm. And then your age is right behind your, your lower leg, you know, where your, where your calf, where your calf is. Right. Your age at the end of the year. I, I know by the end of the year. And so that, that adds a little, you know, more slap in the head to you, <laughs> especially if it's the beginning of the year. It's like, oh, damn. Anyway, so there you are. And most of the time I forget my age thing is there. And I had these two young women walk up to me once and, and they were adorable. And we were racking our bikes and just doing our thing, you know, getting things set up and whatever. And we were just talking along. And then I went and get marked and I came back again and I didn't realize that they were staring at my calf. And I, you know, I just forgot. I mean, I, I, I never give a damn. And so I looked up and they, got, they were so quiet and they were staring at me. I said, is everything okay? Cause we were like all jolly and chatty before. And they said, God, are you really that old? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and at first I thought I could slug them. You know, but then that would be, I get arrested and that's all bad. And then they cracked up afterwards and they said, we just want to look like you. 
when you're when when we're that age and i said okay now you're okay again because for a moment there things were shaky <laughs> and and there it was and i know that they do it for you even if they don't uh, they'll then they're doing it quietly because you look absolutely fantastic and oh, i do get comments like on the run like, you know, people saying, are you really 64? But then, of course, there are people out there, and someone I idolize is Sister Madonna, also known as the Iron Nun, who I think is in her 80s now and has done multiple Iron Man. Well, she's done Iron Man. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was hoping, just so hoping that I could still be doing this in my 80s. But I am battling arthritis in my knees, so we'll see. I'm switching to aqua bike. But it is a very addictive sport, and it's such a great group of people with so much camaraderie that I hope to keep going with it. We'll see what happens with races. USA Triathlon put out a statement today that they're trying to come up with, you know, safety rules, and they haven't yet canceled the the fall fall races that I was planning on. But yeah, we'll I know. I'm sitting around wondering. World. Well, um, and know, there are triathletes who have come down with COVID. I yeah. saw a really tragic story on the news about no a way. healthy guy who was, I think, in his 50s and a triathlete and wound up, you know, on a ventilator. So, huh. it, you know, it's it's scary. And obviously we all need to use a lot more caution. Yeah, you know, I, I the other thing that's really important, especially for your immune system, is is not to get crazy. You know, like I'm not about ready to, you know, practice for an Ironman, you know, with this kind of craziness going on around me, because you can anyway. But, you know... <sighs> It, it's sort of like I choose a more moderate thing. My favorite is the Olympic distance. I love that distance. I, I don't like anything else, really. Yeah, I mostly um, do Olympics and sprints. Yeah, well, I, I just think the Olympics and sprints are very reasonable. You're, you're not, like, overtaxing the system, but you're getting one hell of a workout. And, and so there you have it. But I think for everyone out there who's listening in the Her Podcast land, <laughs> as Kathy and I are just sort of having a good little chat here, is is it's I hope you're inspired by the fact that both Kathleen and I are, you know, north of 60 <clears throat> and we're keeping ourselves in really great shape. Um, not crazy, but great shape. And we feel fit. It's fulfilling. It's joyful. It adds, you know, meaning and purpose in our lives. And that when these things come along, you know, as a physician and a scientist in this field, when I look at, you know, this COVID situation this is a real wake-up call for people and the wake-up call i wrote a book called fit to live which became a discovery series called could you survive uh, that i hosted a while back and it, it, it was all about well what if a disaster happened do you have what it takes to be able to survive let alone thrive do you have the physical wherewithal, the mental wherewithal? Do you have the stamina? Do you have the immune function to be able to do this? And then all of a sudden we have this pandemic. Now, it's not really all of a sudden. We've been having pandemics and epidemics since the year 165 AD. I mean, Marcus Aurelius was having his issues. This has been going on for a long time. But this is different because it's global. There are no white picket fences there's so many other things that are going on here. A lot of layers of complexity. But we're getting through it. We're going to navigate through it one way or the other. But this should be a wake-up call for everyone out there, regardless of age, that you need to take care of yourself. 
because you just don't know. So, you know, with 100 million people, 70 million of which are pre-diabetic, most of which don't even know they're pre-diabetic, and another 30 million that are diabetic, this is type 2 diabetes, and this is mostly associated with weight and, and the consumption of processed carbohydrate. Wake up call, it's not working. And the numbers are coming in. Please just take care of yourself. Please just get up today because you don't, you don't need to do a whole lot to start regularly switching out your nutrition and your physical fitness. That's what you need to do to be able to survive and then thrive. So important. That's why I was so looking forward to talking to you, Kathleen, because, you know, you're kind of, I feel like you're a tribal member here, both in terms of age, in terms of our own interests in fitness, but also, you know, hitting a pause button for a minute and go, wow, you know, what is the role of age with all of this? And I argue it's more biological age and overall fitness than it is chronological age. I'm just throwing it out there. What do you think, Kathleen? I agree. Although, you know, with triathlon, I, I like to say I'm a below average triathlete. I think, I think just moving is good. I'm not, I'm not actually that fast. I just enjoy the workout and being healthy and the camaraderie of it. So I think more people could do triathlon than, than realize that they could. And I think it's just important to do things that, that you love. It, it's interesting. I do think, you know, I, that COVID-19 has made me more aware of age and I feel more vulnerable. I'm letting my hair go gray for the first time. We'll see how long. Whoa, seriously. <laughs> It's kind of, and my husband actually thinks that it, you know, he said, I, I love it. It looks great. And I, I, you know, I've, I would love to actually stop getting it colored every three to four weeks. So it's, but it's, it's an awareness of being more, more vulnerable and, you know, and a, sort of an, a, more acutely aware of the fact that I am 64 um, and just wanting to stay healthy. I mean, during the pandemic, we're just, instead of, you know, I was doing a pretty, I was doing at least 10 to 12 hour workouts a week. And now, you know, we're just walking five miles a day. I have a Peloton. We get on the Peloton and I do uh, strength exercises. I was using resistance bands and they all snapped and broke. And I couldn't couldn't get any more on Amazon. I finally got some more of those. But, you know, just to keep moving and stay healthy is important now. I think your point is extremely well taken. Clearly, we're not arguing that everyone out there, you know, become a triathlete. That's that's ridiculous. It just happened to have been something that resonated with you and me, Kathleen. It it just worked. I always laugh because I I was attracted to it because I have the attention span of a gnat. So, you know, as soon as, you know, the swimming was like, uh, you know, I need something else. Boom, we're on the bike. Boom, you know, we're doing the run. By the way, I can't stand running, but I have run. You know, I much prefer to do exactly what you're doing, which is the swim and the bike, because that's, you know, just the way I am. But really, the lesson here for everyone out there on the Herb Podcast land, get up and get active. Just get up and get active. 
That is that is so huge here. I don't care what you're doing, if you're walking, if you're cycling. I Just please just get up and get active and do this on a regular basis and obviously pay attention to your nutrition, whole foods, pitch the process stuff, and, and just do that for yourself. That's a gift to yourself, especially in the age of COVID because, you know, according to all the reports, you know, we're going to be... We're going to be hanging out with this coronavirus for quite some time. This may be, you know, much more like an influenzic type of presence in our lives where, you know, unless we come up with a, a vaccine that's long lasting, I, I don't know. We'll see. But it's just a call to arms and legs to get on out there and to exercise. Kathleen, I, I, all I can say is thank you for that fabulous, wonderful Wall Street Journal column you wrote because I sent it around to like a million people and they all absolutely loved it. It was written from the heart and it was so real and it was a wake-up call about, you know, all the issues you were just describing about age, you know, just... Thank you, I appreciate that. No, seriously, you did a fabulous job with that and thank you and Great to know you. So, Kathleen, thank you for being on the Her Podcast. Thanks for having me on. Well, all right. Now, everyone out there, you just heard our little chat, and I had way more fun than I should have. Oh, my gosh. I just love it when I'm talking to a tribal member. So now take a moment, run on over to iTunes, rate and review the show, because I want to hear your thoughts on what we were talking about, about age, You know, what's that all about and about the wake-up call with COVID? Why am I interested in this? Because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Herb Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek and Twitter at Pam Peek MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Herb Podcast on iTunes or Radio MD. Thanks for listening today and stay safe and stay well.